0: go. It's a little bit after, it's middle of the afternoon. The podcast episode of, well, I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, Thanks for being here. A lot of things are still up in the air. I got a nasty curveball yesterday, so this is not going to be too long and and too monologue-y. I just want to give you some stories that I've come across Uh, that are on the air, but in a much shorter version, because in the afternoon show, you've probably noticed there's a little bit, maybe even a lot more music on the station now. We're doing at least, at least 15 songs in a row, 12 times a day. And that happens during uh, my show from three to seven. So a lot more music, a lot less talking. So I'm glad you're here. I can uh, expound or give you more details on some of the things that are on the air or get to some things that don't need to be on the air. Um, and, of course, a little PG-18 here. So I want to hit a couple of things that are on my radar. And then we'll hop over to Eric. I, Eric it, Eric Oblander. Eric has been on the show a lot before. Not a lot. Enough. But Eric is always here to promote Rise Up. Eric is a big local music fan. And he, he is one of the hosts on BCAN. And Eric has always been the host for Rise Up. The live music series that Buckeye and BCAN does. Eric's on because a week from today, right now, um, which is next, not this Thursday, next Thursday, the 24th, there is the first, I guess, outdoor uh socially distance concert. Uh, I say outdoor because one happened at the Perry Style last week with uh with TSO. Why why is that why does that feel why does that sound weird? Um so this will be outdoors next week at fifth, third field. I believe tickets are No more than 20 bucks, and they already sold a couple of hundred to see Oliver Hazard, the Waterville band. I think I got all that right. And if not, I know Eric will get everything right when we catch up with him in just a short while. Um, Am I? Well, we'll start with this. We'll, We'll get to COVID stuff. We'll get to igloos downtown. We'll get to messing with perfection and a couple of surprising things that are opening during all this. But first... Um, yesterday's podcast episode with Ashley back on it with two apologies. One to Ashley, which was a little tongue in cheek, but still mean- meaningful. Um, and and I, I needed to tell her that, and then a far more serious uh apology for a much more dramatic um issue. No one said anything to me. No one reached out. Of the people who have listened, and I can see and you can see how many people have listened to each episode, nobody's reached out and they were like, You're a huge dick. And all the things that you do, get all the good things that you do in the community, have been washed away by this. Or I look, hey, I know you you do some good things in the community, and I think you're a good person, but you you had a big you had a big mistake, and this is going to take a minute for me to get. I didn't get any of those, and I was expecting somebody to say something. So um, thank you for hearing me out and knowing that one mistake, as bad as it was, does not define who and what I am. Speaking of community things, before the COVID thing and the other things that I just teased, uh, I was invited by people who work with the Ronald McDonald House, which is great to have in our area. I was familiar with them from having worked with them or just having known about them in other places I've lived. Um, they give families, friends, loved ones a place to stay for completely free in like five-star hotel kind of uh, settings for... Um, usually kids who are undergoing some kind of serious hospitalization. In our case, uh, it's on Monroe Street, right outside of the ProMedica Toledo Hospital. So when when there's a child or a family member going through some, again, serious health issues, um, the last thing you ever want to worry about is where are you going to stay? How can you get back and forth to the hospital? Who's going to pay for all that? And the Ronald McDonald House covers all of that. And I got invited to be part of the Roundup program. I don't know if it's at all McDonald's. I'll get you more details, but I was invited to shoot a quick video, and I'll share it with you soon. Uh, the McDonald's on Secor and Central. Um, all you got to do is say, hey, can you round up for the Ronald McDonald House? And they are like, absolutely. We're happy to do that for you. So instead of 12 something, it was $13 for that meal, which the gentleman, Jason, um, took care of for me, so we shot that video. The Ronald McDonald House. Look into it. Maybe you want to support it. They're always, well, maybe not anymore, but they're, in normal times, Always, normal times they're looking for volunteers to make meals. For instance, I did this with the Jewish community before and I think someone else where you do a social outing in the Ronald McDonald House kitchen where you and your group, um, they, they supply everything, I think, and you cook it up and you make these meals that they set aside for the families that are staying at the Ronald McDonald House. More health stuff. I see there's free COVID testing at Scott Park. UT Scott Park campus tomorrow or tonight till 6. You're not going to get this by then. So Wednesday and Thursday till from noon to 6.30 or so. No referral needed. It's completely free. So on and so forth. The story is on WTOL.com. And I'm wondering, have you gotten tested So I know people who have gotten COVID. Um, They might be a person or two away, like I know some of Floyd's friends have gotten it. My brother got it early on and was dealing with like a massive fever. Um, So not going to get any closer than someone you know than your brother, even though he lives in, in Philadelphia. I don't know anybody who's got a COVID test. Wait, Alex got one. Alex got one and she says it wasn't that bad. So I'm curious, am I in the minority... And that has not gotten a COVID test. I asked about the antibody test, and because uh, I had a doctor appointment a couple months back, and it was going to get charged, so I'm like, you know what? I don't need it. It's not necessary. And it's a different ball game now. That's why Big Ten football is getting back because there's rapid testing that they can do. That's that's the good thing with all this. Now we, we know as much as we know as much as we possibly can know at this point in time. And I, I've said this in several podcasts. Now I'll say it again. Um, in the last month or so, we haven't gotten any new news about the virus. Nothing else has been d- discovered about the novel nature of this virus. We know what we got to do to stay safe, and even then, we might still catch it. And if you do, or a loved one does, hopefully they're okay. But I am curious, if you have gotten tested, why, what was it like? And if you need to, UT Scott Park Campus. No cost, no referral, uh, more at the uh, uh, W T O L. Dot com of the funnier things or less serious life-threatening life-altering things that I'll remember when 2025 rolls around and we're telling we're, we're sitting around and we're ever telling pandemic stories I will always remember that the week before here things completely shut down art van had pissed a lot of people off and there's a story today in the blade uh, i use the blade news slide app about a place i think it's called Lovers, going into where Art Van was is a furniture and mattress place. So there's a little bit of irony there. But the reason I will remember Art Van uh, in in synchronous fashion to everything else going on with the pandemic, because a couple of weeks before everything had to get quarantined and shut down, and we were all staying in our houses and trying to figure out mask, no mask, what's the deal? So many people were irate at Art Van because they were going out of business and so many people had bought furniture and they're like, Am I gonna get this now? And I know that they had some some pretty bad uh, customer service things happening there where I believe some people who sold these. I got my furniture to Art Van and I I love the heck out of it. It was expensive for a chair, which I never sit in, but it looks nice. And uh and the sofa that I got, it was, I think, $1, 15, 1600 bucks, but really good quality. Art Van has always had top quality furniture, in my opinion. Um, but I, I think some of the salespeople that sold this stuff said, You're closing. I'm out. See ya. And you or others went to go, go, went to the store and were like, Hey, um, Marie sold me this. Uh, when am I getting it? And there were no answers. So I, I felt bad for a lot of people who were absolutely. And rightly irate at Art Van. So when we talk about pandemic things, I'll be like, "Yeah, Art Van kind of skated scot free, or at least they got maybe two weeks of punishment and outrage and outraged customers before you couldn't go over there anymore because you had to stay home. And they certainly weren't open. They probably breathed a sigh of relief. Now, granted, they probably had a lot of inventory that they had to just swallow, or something happened to it. But instead of, because I think the police. Had to be called a couple of times, and I I I know that so many people were irate and wanting answers, demanding answers that they closed down or shortened the hours. So some real dick moves with that, and hopefully it all got taken care of, and you got your money, uh, you got your money back, or your your furniture that you wanted. But then again, I know there were people who were like, "There's a problem with this. What about the warranty?" Although I do question why the hell are you buying a warranty on furniture, an extended warranty, even eh, maybe you have kids or something like that. I I actually might've bought the, and it was a dumb purchase if I did buy it, where it's like, Hey, you pay an extra $30 a year and they just tack it onto the end cost and they'll get any stain out ever. It's an unnecessary upsell because I'm sure something at Target or Walmart could remove any kind of stain. So, but yeah, Art Van got like 10 days of outrage deservedly so and then sorry we're closed pandemic's happening see you later next thing do you remember the igloos that i think were in the metro parks where i believe i know there's a lot of i think here i think it was with one of the metro parks and i think it was musa from souk who was um whipping up the meals and these are things that are in in big cities and i think um Ashley said the hotel had tried to get them, and they might have had them uh, uh, upstairs um, at the Renaissance, at the Heights, where there's an igloo. And it's just a transparent enclosure, and uh, you have a meal there. They're very popular in bigger cities. They're coming back. This time, it looks like at the Blarney, because I didn't see Ed's name in the story, but I saw, who was it? Was it Bill Klein? I think it was Bill Klein's name in there. Um, they're trying to get some igloos to offset any losses they'll face from patio season going away. So just look up igloos. They are not for penguins or um, Alaskan natives. They're for you and I to have a meal and have some drinks and socialize. And you you, and up to seven friends in these igloos that are happening at the Blarney and might pop up other places around town. What else do we have to get to? Um, What's something perfect, but then someone or something tried to add something to it, and it it kind of ruined the perfection? I'll give you a second. Something perfect? Like, I I guess I could use examples in in sports. Football has always been great, and then they tinker with it, and it's like, what were you thinking? This is such a terrible idea. We told you it was a terrible idea. Um, I can't see Reese's peanut butter cups with potato chips inside going over really well everyone's mostly everyone's favorite candy. In fact, for the last handful of years, I've stopped wanting to do what's your favorite Halloween candy because mostly everybody says Reese's peanut butter cups. So it's like what's your second and third favorite candy? Reese's peanut butter cups, no matter how you eat them, whether they're frozen, which I'm good with, chilled, microwaved, in a, what they're perfect. They didn't need potato chips inside of them. So, what's something perfect? In your opinion, that someone or something, some company, has messed with. They've they've tinkered a little too much, and now they've ruined or lessened a product. Um, did you see the story? I saw that some Carnival cruise ships are going up for sale because people aren't on cruises anymore. So I'd like to buy one and move to the Pacific Ocean. I can have my entire cruise ship, just me and the dogs. Chuck E. Cheese, it appears, is going um into bankruptcy or they're they're, they're selling out and closing. I've got to go into I haven't been to a Chuck E. Cheese in years. It's been ten years when some people I used to work with called them up and were like, Hey, we're a bunch of adults, not a party. Can we come play games? And they were like, Yeah, just don't be creepy. Well, hey, I can't. Um but one, Chuck E. Cheese had a pretty good they had an average salad bar, and, and with the dearth of salad bars anymore, I was good with it. I guess their pizza's okay, but um, I haven't been to a Chuck E. Cheese in a long time. There is the one right down the street from me on airport where Lowe's is, but seems like they're closing and they're going to destroy. It's either 7 million or 7 billion tickets, and the joke is obviously 7 million or 7 billion. Like, What does that get me? Uh, mini LeBron James basketball? like even when I was selling candy for school as a kid or winning these carnival games. No, it was it was where you'd get tickets. Carnival games were actually, they were hard, but if you could stick it out, you get something kind of cool. At Chuck E. Cheese, it's like, okay, you want that, that Keurig. It's going to cost you 10,000 tickets, or I think they have stuff like that at Dave & Buster's now. And I know that there is joy in beating video games or any kind of, any of these family entertainment games, and there's joy and there's a sense of accomplishment to go. Yeah, I got that ten thousand, the ten thousand ticket on that last shot in the last token I had. Now I'm getting that Keurig or whatever, and it's like, hey, you just spent a uh, hundred and eighteen dollars, and you could have bought the Keurig at JC Penney for like thirty eight dollars, or half of what you spent to actually get the tickets. But I know there's a sense of accomplishment. Um, last couple of things, and then we will slide over to uh, Eric to talk about Rise Up. It takes a lot to surprise me. It's rare where, where I'm ever, and maybe it's because I'm, I just, my, my DNA courses with cynicism. And that comes from where I grew up. Very, they used to call it in some ways, negadelphia. So I know that I can be very negative and very, very cynical, and maybe adding to that, I'm very reasonable And realistic and objective. And I know it gets me in trouble in a lot of ways because most people are not like that. Most people are very emotional until they take a breath and then they can have some objectivity. So it takes a lot to surprise or stun me, but I did raise an eyebrow when I saw there's a new bar, restaurant, someplace to hang out, opening downtown Toledo, and we talked about this yesterday on the podcast, so I'll make this quick. Firefly next to Fleetwoods, across from Frickers. So good for them. Like Ashley said yesterday, they probably got a great deal on a lease or rent um, because he's a bar a restaurant is probably the last thing you should be opening up during all this going on. Those are the places that are struggling the most. I saw some data that played that out. Restaurants are are the ones mostly closing, and then not that far behind that is uh, is bars. Last up, we didn't talk about this yesterday, but I saw an Instagram ad promoting some kind of contest for the Imagination Station Theater. I guess you can win it for you and some friends. And I texted a friend who knows. I was like, is this ad, like, should somebody have an end date on this ad because it said fall 2020 when the theater opens. Remember, we're getting a, a pretty cool theater. Um, almost, what's the word? What's the one up at the Henry Ford? IMAX. I was hoping it would be IMAX. It's not that, but it'll be a lot of science and educational features and maybe some other things. I'm hoping for that, but it's still opening. And my friend said, yep, you, that, that, that ad was right. You can win it fall 2020. And my friend would Definitely no. Um, but I was surprised that they were still moving forward with that. As we now see that opening movie theaters was probably a mistake. And 70% of the country has theaters that are now open. But that doesn't mean that 70% or even 37% of the people are attending um, the theaters. As I've asked repeatedly, like, is it worth it to even have these theaters open all day for these screenings. Like maybe just have a couple of screenings because it's got to be expensive to employ people and keep the lights on for the entire day. And uh, Candyman, which is coming out next month, got bumped. I mean, Candyman was was coming real fast. Moved to next year. Wonder Woman. I forget when it was coming out, but it's now Christmas time. All signs point towards Black Widow not going to On Demand or Disney Plus for a premium cost, but being moved into the future some unknown future maybe another universe where there's no covid so while movie theaters are open we're not you're not going to them i'm okay going to them because there's no one there um, but that imagination station theater is gonna open it looks like let's catch up with eric goldbladder and talk about rise up here on the podcast
1: you there with me hey buddy yeah sorry i'm sorry i'm early no no no, no. you uh you want to roll right now are you good i'm fine yeah i if you want to go ahead and give it a shot now, I just was tested to make sure I was good because I never used this platform. What do you think of it so far? It sounds phenomenal. Well, you always sound phenomenal,
0: sir. <laughs> we, Well, you more than me, distinctive voices. I, I think people know <clears throat> when you show up to a place, right? Yeah, they pretty much know it's me. I forget where I was sometime over the last handful of months, but I either saw you or heard you, and you were busy, so I didn't do anything, but I was like, I know that guy. I'm never too busy for you, E. Oh, stop it. Hey, uh, <laughs> so before we get into to rise up, and uh, I don't, I don't know if Jody told you. I mean, this is nothing to brag about, but like I saw this thing pop up super fast last week, and that's what I was reaching out to her to to talk to you and maybe the Oliver Hazard guys, but more you. So uh, this is super cool. But we'll get back to that. What have you been up to for like the last six months?
1: Well, you know, all of us at BCAN are working from home. Uh, none of us are in our offices, but we're busy, man. We are super busy. Uh, so many, you know, one of the things sports... Wait, Eric, kind of took. let me interrupt yo, you for one second. Can yes. you
0: pull your volume down a little bit? I did the most I could on my end.
1: Uh, yes, hold on one second. Is this better? Hold on. Hold on, let me do it this way. There we go. How's that, better? That should work, yeah. Is that better? Yeah, I don't want to blow you out. Uh,
0: use a, to, use, a, use insight. Use a bathroom stall voice, I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, is that blowing you out? A little bit, a little bit, but I, I think I'll be able to work with it. I can move away from the mic a little bit if that helps.
0: Yeah, that yeah. I just didn't want to get too much uh, too much echo background, but that's that's better. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Cool. So working at home. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're working at home. Um, you know, the sports kind of. Stall, you know, kind of stalled, but the arts kept rolling on. So uh, even though, you know, even though bands aren't playing out, well, weren't aren't playing out uh, as much, I was having uh, bands perform in their house and video themselves Mm -hmm. and then send it to us. And we were airing it with their PayPal info and all that kind of stuff, trying to keep the, you know, the flow for these musicians going. Uh, All the art stuff keeps rolling on. We're working with the Arts Commission. We're working with the museum, uh, you know, and lots of other places. So we, we're real busy, man. Um, it's, it's great.
0: Let me ask you about the, the artists, the musicians. Um, we obviously know, or people should obviously know, that bars and restaurants have struggled. Many of these musicians play in a lot of those places. So what's it been like... Financially for them, obviously they can't play at a lot of these places or haven't been able to up until maybe a, a couple of weeks or just a month or so ago. But what's their what's their financial situation like with all this? Have
1: some of them found a way to thrive at all by doing online things, well, Eric, I'm going to tell you w- without mincing words, it's been devastating for most of these people. Uh, you know, their their livelihood is grabbing a guitar and heading out to the restaurant or bar or whatever and, and playing, and uh, especially the one man you know groups uh or you know one person groups because these are the people that go you know play three, four, five nights a week Mm -hmm. uh and for a while there and you know before kind of things loosened up a little bit uh it was um it was real you know it was real rough for these for these musicians and that was you know why we were doing this kind of stuff where we're trying to get their pay you know once that we saw these live streams pop up on, on Facebook and, and things like that, we started to think, well, how can we share that, that PayPal account that is you know, directly to people? So that's when we started just running these them playing by themselves in their houses generally. because uh, it's been rough, man these, these people you know that's their gig. Right. You know, that's their job. like you know my job is to point cameras at people and your job is to talk on the radio and their job is to play tunes for people in, you know, in various locations. Uh, when there's no place to do it or people to do it for, it's it's pretty rough.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, this is this is great um, that you guys have Rise Up happening the 24th next a uh, week from tomorrow, next Thursday night at Fifth Third Field. I I saw that it was billed. Did it was? Is it the first socially distanced concert or first outdoor socially distanced concert?
1: I'm going to tell you something right now that you are <laughs> not going to believe. This is the first concert ever at Fifth Third Field.
0: You know, I was thinking about that, and there's so much music that happens down there, and it's all at Hensville, and you and I both know that uh, ballparks all over the country have hosted concerts for a long time, but yeah, that makes a lot of, I realize there's never been a concert there before.
1: So when when the Mudhens approached us, you know, they said, hey, we've got this idea, we're going to work with Oliver Hazard and do the very first, you know, concert at Fifth Third Field, and we were like, well, hold on the first like we're gonna be you know i can't believe that's true but it's just been a logistical thing and timing and they never really did it uh so it's going to be socially distanced you know they would they're they've sold almost out of tickets there's tickets left but not no, a lot right. which i'm so so if you're gonna buy one which you should uh you know there's that it's time you know, time to do it is now you got a week left um there uh you know, they're doing these pods, uh, similar to if you've seen any of the movies that they're doing down there at Fifth Third Field, it's real similar to that, where you buy a pod and you and your group are in your pod and you're distanced from the next pod and the next pod and it's spread out all over the field. I have questions. How many How many people are in a pod? I believe it's 10. Ten. And, okay. and uh, when, when you buy your tickets, they'll give you all that info. It's... Uh, you know, I believe it's ten per pod, though.
0: Okay, I'm just asking because I have like logistical curiosities, and um, I don't know if you had seen it, but I think it was over. Uh, it was over somewhere in the UK. They they got a concert up and rolling, and it wasn't the uh, we can curse in the podcast. It wasn't the shit show that the chain smokers pulled off in New York, which turned yeah. into like a big mosh pit. Like people had small pods of land, and I was like, this is super cool. Like, and it worked out over there, so I'm excited to see it here.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a cool thing. It's like, you know, the, once, once the Tigers decided they, you know, there, once there was no baseball and then there was no minor league baseball, uh, we went over to the, to talk to the, the, the people and they were kind of like, we don't know what the hell we're going to do, but we got to do something because we have this beautiful thing, you know, this beautiful stadium, uh, so basically what it looked like was they said well we're gonna do these movies and then they started to do the movies and then they said hey we're gonna do this concert you guys should help us with this air it live come help us with the production you can MC it talk about me i'm like yeah of course and then the mud ends or then the tigers said oh no we're coming there now we're doing this taxi league thing so this was the beginning of the summer and it kind of just the whole concert and movie thing kind of got put on the back burner
0: i So this was initially going to happen sometime in what, like July?
1: Yeah, it was going to be in July and they were going to do it. It was going to be like, like maybe early August, but it was going to be, you know, summertime kickoff kind of deal. And, uh, and then we never heard back. Well, not that we never heard back. We just never heard anything. It was kind of dropped dead because of the Tigers coming, uh, then, all of a sudden, a couple weeks ago, we got the, hey, we're doing this, we're doing it now. Like, we're doing it on the 25th. And we were like, awesome, that's great, let's let's make this happen. Wait,
0: do I have my date wrong? I thought it was on the 24th.
1: It is Thursday the 24th.
0: Yeah, 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 okay. Um, I had been wondering, as we were inching, you know, out of spring into summer, I guess late spring, I kept, I saw other minor league ballparks, I think one in Florida, they turned their ballpark into an Airbnb. Um, and and people were getting really creative because, as we both know, and as you've mentioned, a lot of people have been de- devastated by this, but a lot of people have had great ideas and have, you know, fast tracked their way to success. And minor league, we're, we know that minor league ballparks and, and organizations have, like, there is no word "no" in their vocabulary. And I kept waiting. I was like, why aren't the Mudhens, who have all these killer promotions, like, why aren't they doing anything? And then I heard one thing, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then they were, you know, like with with what you found out, they were just put on hold. Like literally they were on hold waiting for Major League Baseball to do something because the Tigers knew that they were going to have to stash players there. And if there were players there, there wasn't going to be allowed to be any events because they were going to have to keep that place clean for the
1: players. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yep, that's exactly what it was. And so when they started doing this so-called Taxi League thing, that's when it was kind of like, you know, and rightfully so, I get why they're like, no, we're not going to have a bunch of weirdos hanging out here and people bringing in whatever. Uh, but once that ended, we got the call, and I think they were really smart, and I think the band, who is very smart as well, as they're a great band, but they're also very uh smart the way they do things uh they they didn't do this and say we're doing this in two months they were like we're doing this in two weeks go you know which i think was the smart move because a you want to catch the weather while it's still nice and not throw it until you know october but also uh you know the excitement level i mean it's cool it's like an exciting thing that you just like you said kind of popped up you know out of nowhere and i and I'm sure while
0: uh, any other time, any other non-pandemic day, people are like, two weeks, I'm sorry, what, we have to put a whole conscience together? That that That's a lot to do, but I'm sure everybody, a lot of people who were involved in this have been kind of like twiddling their thumb, thumbs and they're, they've just been waiting for the green light to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the good thing about the way this works is because like bcsn and BCAN work so much with the hens during a regular say it's not sure. a pandemic you know half of our camera guys that i use to shoot you know rock bands on rise up are also the same people that are there filming the games you know during the summer yeah. and doing the walleye during the winter um you know we, we we these are all guys you know our crew is the best around because not only are they very good but they're also good at lots of stuff so um you know that's why when we talked to the hens they were like we were, it was a great idea because we could kind of pool our resources and sort of like partner up on this thing and, and bring in our guys bring in our media people use their stuff use their facility get the band you know it all kind of worked out together perfectly because like you said we were, everyone was kind of like twiddling their thumbs and then go you know
0: yeah so. you said something i i i get the sense from the I don't know if you knew that I don't know if you were allowed to say it and it just slipped out but since all the tickets are sold can we mention the other aspect of this like if you can't go to
1: the ballpark? Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh the, the the tickets are going fast. Um and uh, I I guess we can we, we just cut a commercial, so I might as well let you know that it will be we'll be airing it live on B CAN as awesome. well. Yeah, you did
0: let that slip out a couple of minutes ago and I caught it. I know Jody's been like, Don't say anything about that, but I get it. You wanna sell the tickets and But still, it's even it's going to be a good watch, even if you can't get to uh, to the venue for whatever reason and just watch it at home. Because you guys do, like you said, great production. This is what you guys do. Um, Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be just up there with like the rise up things that you guys have always done. So this is this is so cool. I'm glad we're doing I'm glad you guys are doing this.
1: Well, the bottom line, too, is people are hungry to do stuff They're just because something's on doesn't mean they're not going to go. I mean, people are those movies that they're doing out there are completely packed. Uh, You you know, and I think with this, too, the tickets are moving fast. The band is popular and people are just hungry for a cool thing to do, you know, with other people. So we went we went up. I mean, I tried to do the the rough math
0: in my head and I was just trying and I was more thinking about the businesses, not not the mud hens, but the businesses that are losing, I don't know, a couple of dozen spring, summer nights where. Six, eight, ten, twelve thousand people aren't going to be downtown because there's no. If there's no ball game, maybe there's a concert. If there's no concert at uh, Promenade, maybe there was something going on at Hensville, and like none of that happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 because I live right by downtown. I ride my bicycle through there all the time, and it's so weird, especially when this thing first started. Like you know, like in April, yeah, you know, like like April May. I mean, it was a ghost town down there, and it was, you know, of course, no one knows what's happening. No one's in the offices to walk around, but it's just so strange, and like you said, it's so domino effect. You know, there's like, well, there's no games, so there's no people to go there, and then there's no one to buy pizza at the one place and go get drinks at the other, and, uh, you know, it kind of is obvious, but when you really see it happen, you realize how incredibly, like, historic and kind of frightening it is All
0: right um, so I, I I got here at a very great point isn't this nice that we can do the podcast and we're not rushed by commercials or songs
1: yeah it's awesome except I miss Floyd
0: <laughs> I miss Floyd too and he's had a, a rough week at work or else we've been we're just juggling a lot of things so um, but so I moved here in 2013 and that's when things really started to ramp up downtown and I got to see all of it and I've, I've moved away from downtown. And when I'm thinking about all these nights, whether it's a weeknight or a weekend where thousands of people are downtown, usually for a country concert, maybe a baseball game, um, I'm like, I hope this doesn't stall out all the momentum that um, that's happened in the last eight to 10 years. And I know that ProMedica had, had a lot to do with that and they were a magnet for a lot of things. But a lot of this was these... You know the ballpark and the bars and the restaurants just really doing good business, and I hope that we don't. This t- doesn't turn into what downtown was in like the late aughts or the like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, where people would come down, then they would leave real fast because they didn't want to be around there. But now there's just so much to do, and I, I hope it can bounce back. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that that people have that downtown is established as a destination beyond the fact that there's, you know, a pandemic right now. I think people know The it used to be kind of like, what's it like down there? Right. What are you doing? But now it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's my favorite place. Or sometimes I go there. Yeah. You know, people are used to kind of going down there now, especially with like the walleye and the hens. So you got year round. Um, but really, you know, an interesting part of it too is how things are changing where like people like. Culture clash. the The record store, the actual record store of record sell records, is moving down there. Yeah, the Paul Brown and, shop. Yeah, and that's cool. I went down there and talked to Tim. I uh, did a story for Rise Up, and he's really cool because he's like, "This is exciting for all of us." You know, we we have a, a spot here to play music, and we have got a spot here to sell music. And once this stuff goes away, we'll be ready. You know, so I'm hoping that people are all kind of. You know, I hope people, like you said, kind of keep it at top of mind and are waiting to get back to it, especially like in the winter, because right now people are going down there and it's great because it's like you're out of, you know, outside sitting in like a beer garden. But when it's February, I'm hoping, you know, we can figure something out here. Did you see that uh, that the guys
0: at the Blarney have got some of those igloos that popped up Um within the last year i think the heights had some and i think the metro parks did so but they're putting some igloos i guess for their patio area would be brilliant. So they, they can offset any loss once all the cold weather comes
1: brilliant that's exactly the kind of thinking that this really this town is really good at and that we need to do more of cuz our winters as you know are they suck. <laughs> pretty bad and pretty long they don't just come and go real quick it's it's half the year of oh god you know so on those, uh, that's great i love that idea on those cold february nights
0: for somebody you know rang me up at, at my apartment and i used to live like the, my bedroom was the other side of the uh home slice bar wall so people would you know, just ring me up and they'd say we're, we're here and i'm like it's february I'll go to the cock and bull but walking all the way down to table 44. It's too damn cold for that extra block. No way.
1: Yeah. Sometimes when I'm, I'm at a walleye game, I'll kind of hedge my bets on how far I think I can go. <laughs> right. Like, can I make it all the way over to the Blarney or can I make it, or I'm just going to hang out here for, you know, or, I and mean, then but you know, what's great. Another great invention, Toledo being excellent is the, uh, golf carts, the heated yeah. covered golf carts mm-hmm. cuz that's a that's a quick trip, man. That's great. Yeah. Um,
0: one more thing and then we we'll, I got one more question about uh, the event next week. Uh, did you see as as we're talking about downtown spots? I just saw this yesterday. There's an, a new bar restaurant place coming next to Fleetwoods. It's called Firefly. And I was wondering who, who, like, why is this happening? Who's opening a bar restaurant during a pandemic? And and I was talking to a friend of mine, and I guess the only reason why you do that is, one, you signed some paperwork a long time ago and you're stuck, or you're getting, like, an incredible deal on rent. Um, Because people, you know, it's some money is better than no money coming in to lease or rent these places.
1: Well, that's, yeah, I mean, one of those two answers. I, I, I don't know, but it's definitely... Uh, you know, I think, like you said be- because it's either someone a-, a while ago or if they're getting a great deal, a lot of other people are too because there's a lot of buildings that you know, people have a lot of question marks floating around here.
0: yeah. Uh, it's it's not perfect, but I think like what you said, I, I'm glad you said what you did about it, it being established enough to make it through this. And unfortunately, you know, some of these places that we we frequent, we know about, might, uh, might not all make it, but it's not going to be a crippling blow to downtown because it's come so far uh, in a pretty quick period of time over the last five to seven years.
1: Yeah, I think that's the hope is that, well, and I think that's the logical step is that people are so used to doing it now, having successful sports teams, having good rock venue, music venue stuff. Uh, People are coming down there. I think one of the keys would be to get other businesses that aren't bars and restaurants. Not that there aren't. I mean, I love bars and restaurants, but like more stuff, you know, that way you get more people moving down there and living there. Um, You know, that's that's the key to keeping it all going uh, is having residents living down there. Uh, I do see a lot of people riding their bikes, jogging, and walking their dogs around downtown. So, I yeah. mean, someone's living there.
0: They are. I, I was one of those people for a, a long time. I, I I miss it some days, but other days I'm I'm happy with my decision. and I'm glad people are, are moving down there and there's move, more places for them to live. Last question. Tell me about Oliver Hazard because I, I, I don't know anything about them other than they're really good. People like them and they're from
1: Waterville, right? Yep. So they're I would say they're kind of an alternative folk band for lack of a better term um they're um they're really cool they're a trio um they're not you know they're they 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 do these really interesting they the way they approach things is really interesting like over the last last year before the pandemic they did a living room tour i remember where yeah, where they toured and they would play in people's actual living rooms and get a crowd and, and people came out. It was great. Um, they are very tied into the uh, the this area, especially Waterville. A lot of the bands that they con- you know collaborate with, uh, you know, um, are bands from that area, from Maumee to Perrysburg to Waterville. Uh, a lot of fun, super good, real catchy music. Uh, if you get on YouTube and check out their videos, you'll you'll see. You know, the, the video they did for this concert is, uh, you know, coming up September 24th, 2020, um, is, um, is great. It's really funny. They're like, they just have a really good attitude towards what they are and what music is and its role as like a, a fun thing, you know, a collaborative thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, uh, I, you know, people love them. They're one of those kind of really well-kept secrets. That a lot of people just love And like the last time they played They played at the Heights Not at the Heights At um, uh, the top of Fleetwoods And it was like sold out instantly Yeah you know? they're, the, they're
0: the perfect band um, To to do this kind of event In, in such a, a big place So Yeah hopefully I they, agree Hopefully this can be a great springboard for them In, in a lot of ways And you know um, Maybe they, they won't just be a Waterville band Maybe they'll get to the point where it's like the, All of Toledo The whole Northwest Ohio It takes ownership over them
1: yeah yeah that would be great they're, they tour quite a bit and they're well known or outside of our area and i think the more they love them here the better
0: really the last question this time what else do you have coming up after that for b can and, and other things maybe, maybe more rise up stuff or whatever you got
1: yeah so uh this week on rise up we've we've uh transitioned into seasons so we're not doing a monthly show anymore it's every week so we're cranking out episodes every week um, recently, I had uh, Sacred Steel guy Del Grace was on, who's like a plays slide guitar, real world famous, has a museum dedicated to his music. Uh, I had Neil Fallon from Clutch on. Um, I had this classical dude that's like, like back in the day, he looked like Lenny Kravitz and played violin, black nail polish, face earrings, cool. long dreads. Uh, he did a thing with the symphony, and so I had him on the show. Uh, coming up this week, I've got the guys from Bike Rack Records, which is a really cool record label. They're more of like a are a recording studio, and they do graphic design with with bands. Um, they're based out of uh, Perrysburg and Toledo, and uh, and then I've got um, uh, the we're doing this new thing called the Rise Up Riff Academy, okay. which is kind of like a free little segment in the show, it's like a free music lesson where we've got people that teach you how to play basic stuff like a 12-bar blues or what a two-five-one progression is or, uh, you know, the circle of fourths, circle of fifths. Basic stuff that you would learn in music theory and how to play it. You grab a guitar or a piano and learn a few things along the way. Very cool. Well,
0: I'm glad you've stayed busy during all of this because uh, the loneliness of the morning can really get to, to a lot of people. It sounds like you've stayed as busy as anybody during a... Again like i like to say
1: all of this. Yes, through through all of this all of this stuff and we've been real fortunate and I, I count my blessings every day that I have a job where I get to put all my friends on TV and play music and it's it's pretty great and you know shine a spotlight on this area that's just right with crazy musicians so it's it's excellent. Um, can I give you the details of this real quick? It's Thursday, September 24th. So next week, mm-hmm. uh, you can, um, it, it starts at 530. Doors are at 530. Tickets are at MV, uh, mpv.tickets.com. Okay, mpvtickets.com. Got it. mpv.tickets.com. You can find the event on Facebook, and it gives you all the info, too.
0: Uh, I, I'm guessing the mud hens might have something on their website as well.
1: They do, and we also are sharing lots of stuff about it. Yeah, I've the
0: a bunch, because I know people would be excited. Even if they didn't like Oliver Hazard or that kind of music, it's like, I can do something at the ballpark, downtown, cool, I'm in. Yes,
1: exactly, and that's the that's what it's going to be, man. It's going to be a celebration of people seeing each other again. It's going to be great. And
0: now, I haven't even... I know, I keep going, last question, last question.
1: Hey, uh, I'm happy to talk I, to you. I,
0: I have not done so, but have you looked at the very, uh, very long-range forecast there? Because we've got to cross our fingers for weather.
1: So, um As a TV producer and the guy who produces all the live events, especially the live rock concert events that are 99% outside, I have decided that there's nothing I can do about the weather, so I don't look at the damn weather because it just makes me, it makes me my stomach churn, so, and I've been burned where I'm like, it's going to be sunny, hooray, and then it rains on us, and so I don't want to look. I am going to assume that this time of year is always beautiful like it has been today, And if it isn't, we'll figure it out.
0: There you go. One way or another, that show will happen, I guess. Well, I guess it's not rain or shine, but depending on how hard it could rain, but I won't put that energy out there
1: yes thank you it's always appreciated and you're a heavy wielder of the energy so we appreciate yeah. it
0: nobody has influence like i do over the weather
1: <laughs>
0: well you know i guess it's all who you know right yeah it might be a negative uh, strength that i have because whenever I, I i go and i look at the forecast and it's four to six inches i'm like please let it be four it's always six so <laughs> it might be bad energy that i have but whatever <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Eric Oblander from Rise Up and Be Thanks, dude, for for hopping on. And um, maybe I'll find my way there next week because my new schedule allows me to be out when it gets dark
1: these days. Yeah, you're allowed to be out during the day. Amazing. I know. So, uh, I know. well, Eric, thanks for having us on. Thanks for letting us, you know, helping us share the the news about this great, this great concert we're doing. And uh, I hope I see you there because it's going to be really fun. Cool, man. Thanks so much. All right, buddy. See you soon.